Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bombas socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hello. Hello. Left keys under the doormat for you when you arrived today. Yeah, I did a thing where I didn't want people to know where your hiding place was under the doormat. So I kind of did this thing where I was pretending not to get the keys out and that I lived there. Like I was trying to be like, oh, yeah, I'm just bending can, down. Can to you, do, can you describe? Right, so it was yeah, like a shoe, the shoelace bending thing. Bending down, yeah, like, yeah. you know, scra- and then sort of discreetly grabbing. Mm. And then, yeah, I did that because I was thinking of your safety. Well, that's very kind. If anybody does want keys to our house, Sarah often leaves them in the front door. So that's, that's <laughs> <laughs> so does Tom. That's so funny. Yeah. Well, I think I get up in the morning and open the door. Oh, why are the keys in the door? It's when people knock on the door and let you know. Oh, God. Yes. So, I, 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 then I'm so gushingly grateful to them. Mm. I'm bowing and scraping in gratitude yeah. that they've chosen to do that and not come back in the middle of the night and rob me. I know. Um, the reason I left keys was I had a, had a nice bath. I never even asked why she did that. It's because you're having a bath, were you? Yeah. So basically, I got in the bath. I'd, I'd run myself a bath. Yeah. And and I thought what I'm going to do is about thirty to forty minutes before Annabelle arrives, mm. going to have a lovely soak. Mm. And then I'll uh, get out, put my talcum powder on, dry myself, all the all the stuff that you do after a bath, and uh, I'll, I'll be uh, all ready and get dressed, and I'll be all, all ready and clean for her. And then my afternoon ran away with me, and I ended up ended up having a three minute bath. Oh, a waste! I know, a waste of water. Oh, I'm sorry. Can we rewind slightly to the talcum powder? Was that a joke? Yes. Oh, thank God. Okay. But I'd like to know, does anybody still use talcum powder in that way? Yeah, I'd imagine one of those ones with the big fluffy puff thing. Mm. That would be mm. quite nice. When I was a kid, I was always putting talcum Me powder too. on. Me too. I was covered in it. It was part of the routine. I know. Um, I was so dusty. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> and, and now, um, unless I was getting into a wetsuit... Which I'm not no, ever. No, I, can't uh, I can't imagine that I would ever ever be using it. So so there was that. Um, so yes, uh, but, but I'm clean. Good. That's good. That's one good. Thing. I had a good scrub. It wasn't a relaxing soap, but it was a, a very rigorous scrub. Great. Yes. Um, now I want to talk about something right okay. at the top of the podcast okay. here, okay. and what I'm bringing this up um, as a consultation with the drifters. Okay. Because I've noticed something. And I wanted to address it. Mm-hmm. And what I've noticed is this is episode 296. Okay. Which means we'll be going round the clock soon. 
Yeah. We've got a double O yeah, coming. Yeah, that's a biggie. 300, episode 300. Now, I, uh, I think, if I've done my sums right, that will be, the episode will go out on the week commencing the 19th of February. Okay. Okay. And what I wanted to know is, is there any appetite for a live show? Mm. I think it'd have to be in London. Yeah. We did one up the north, up the north. Up, up the, the north, the north yeah. Well, it was great. It was one oh. of my favourite things we'd done. We went to Hebden Bridge. So nice. And it was, it was wonderful. It was a fun show. Mm. Um, we had Gavin Osborne on with us. Yes. Yeah, he's oh, brilliant. It was great. And, and Lynn Barron came on. Yes, she did. Oh. Yeah, yeah. She travelled over from Chicago especially. And, um, and it was wonderful. And, and it was in this village, Hebden Bridge, which is a phenomenal place. And, and what was great about it is lots of drifters made a weekend of it. Mm, mm. So we'd be walking around the village and bumping into people. Yes, yes, that was so nice. And having awkward interactions because we're drifters. What <laughs> yes. other types of interactions are we going to have? Oh. And that was lovely. Yeah, yeah. But I think we haven't got enough runway to do something like that again. No, no. A destination. Yeah. Um, also, I don't know if there's the appetite. For, you know, I don't know if there's the appetite for it, is, is the honest truth. We're in a post-pandemic world. Mm. Um, we're all getting older. We all like leaving the house less and less. Yeah, yeah. We all are on this podcast every week, either talking on it or listening to it or sending an email, talking about how we don't do very well with interacting with people. Mm-hmm. Uh, is is there an appetite for an Adrift live show? So the question is, would you come if we did one in London? Yeah, yeah. Um, it would be in London and it'd be very contingent on finding uh, a, ven- a venue. I might have somewhere, actually. I t- something's just come back into my mind. Okay. Yeah, is okay. it the Royal Albert Hall? It is, yeah. Mm. Um, <laughs> no, it's Wembley. No. It's somewhere intimate, I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah, very intimate. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we could just get people around here, really. How many people do you think we could comfortably sit in my attic? Uh, comfortably, yeah. 10. Right. So then uncomfortably, because people are used to being uncomfortable when mm. they go and watch something. Maybe 14. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but maybe not. Mm. Mm. Um, so the uh, public liability insurance. Yeah. There's a lot of things for people to trip over. Yeah. <laughs> I'm always tripping over. <laughs> um, so, so what I'm thinking is somewhere intimate, possibly, and this, this, is, this is not set in stone, Sunday. What about Sunday afternoon, the 18th of February? I think on Sunday afternoon feels like a nice time for drifters, doesn't it? Can I sing as like we are just discussing this now? We haven't talked about it before. Can I just quickly check them not doing anything on that day? I mean, what would so, you be doing? Well, exactly. I'm so unlikely. But I had better check because what if it turns out I'm getting married that day or something? Obviously, I'm not. <laughs> oh, um, Martin is in London. That's all right. That's fine. Yeah, it's fine if Martin's in London. Yeah. That's okay. He yeah, can come fine. if he wants. That's fine. Yeah, he can come. Yeah, it's it's not a, it's not a problem. Oops. It's a good thing, really. Yeah. yeah. Um, but if you're hearing that and thinking, no, that's that's a terrible day. We don't want to do it on a Sunday afternoon. What about doing it on the Monday evening, for example? We could look at that as well. Okay. Yeah. Does anybody really want to be doing anything on a Monday evening? Mm. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. So what I'm asking you for is to email in. Or tweet us. Or could they go on the Facebook page? Do you do that? I always forget to look at the Facebook page. Yeah. You can't do a poll anymore on it. I've done the mm. poll otherwise. But but what I'm saying is, um, if if there are these different ways that people get in touch yeah, with us, yeah, yeah. Are, are you across them? Yes, I could put up a post on the Facebook page and people could respond there. That might be nice and easy. Okay, okay. okay I'll do that. All right, and, uh, and, and send in an email. Mm. But let's make it a conversation because what I don't want to do 
is uh, announce a show and then nobody wants to come to it. Yeah, that'd be really embarrassing. Be- not least because we'd lose money. That'd be the worst thing. About yeah. It. <laughs> but also, we wouldn't be looking to fleece you or make money out of it. We'd just be looking to sort of cover costs, put on a nice show. Non-profit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean... Slight profit. <laughs> yeah. Per diems. <laughs> per diems, yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah. need to eat something. Expenses and stuff. Yeah, yeah. My yeah. tube fare, yeah. et cetera. Yeah. Um, so, so let us know. Mm-mm. I don't know. Could we, just thinking now, mm. could we also film it and put it out for the Patreons? That's going to make them less likely to come to it, though, oh, isn't no, it? Sorry I said that. The not Patreons f- are going to just be Just so you know, we're not filming it. Oh, we could. We should, no, we're not going to film it. Did we film the last one? No. It's hard to film a live event. Yeah. You'd have yeah. to get Tom to do it pro bono. Mm, he doesn't like doing pro bono. No, he doesn't, yeah, he does really he? Moans. Yeah, he yeah, yeah. Um, um, yeah, okay, for scratch that idea. Yeah, but but maybe maybe there'd be something from the live show that was just for the Patreon supporters. Yeah, I don't, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but that's that's the idea. Mm-hmm. Do you fancy all us drifters getting in a room, not a big room, um, because I would rather play to a room that's full and mm. then berate for you for not getting your ticket quickly enough if you if you didn't come yeah then um then sit there looking at lots of empty seats and yeah, yeah. Uh, look at a stark reminder of the decline yeah so that's that's what i'm thinking okay great email address is hello at adriftpodcast.com or um we've got the facebook page which anybody's going to check the messages on there and mm-hmm. do a post on there and you know you can find me i'm, I'm still like lurking around on Twitter. Yeah. X. Mm-hmm. It's called X. You can message me on X. Yeah. You message, yeah. yeah. You know, f- f- in all the places, you know, f- find me in the places, yeah. all the old familiar places. And um, I think we will get a steer on it. We'll be able to gauge whether there's any interest at all. And if it looks like there's some interest, then next week we can we can talk more about it and see if we can't find somewhere. And give you uh, give you something a bit more concrete. Okay, great. All right, but I will point out that um, we haven't even got a publication this week. So <laughs> if people, it doesn't bode well. It doesn't bode well. No, it no. doesn't. It doesn't bode well. It, it really screams. Mm. I'm losing interest. Yeah. I'm still here, but I've lost interest in actually engaging with you people. Mm-mm. But maybe not. I think we'd have a nice time. We'd definitely have a nice time. Yeah. Um, so let, let us know what you think, either on social media or email us hello at adriftpodcast.com. Well, no podications, mm. but any any stories, any contributions from drifters? Should I tell you what I've noticed? Yes. It's this. So remember a few weeks ago, I like went off on one at the listeners about yes. not sending in their stuff and I got quite annoyed. Yes. And that week, sent in loads. Mm-hmm. Last week, I did a different thing where I kind of said, it just makes me really happy. Like I was appealing to a different side, trying a different thing. Nothing. I've really internalized that. I've really learned something <laughs> from that. So thank you. Thank you for teaching me an important life lesson. Next week, I want more emails. Oh, I have got some. Thank you. Thank you for everyone who did some morning. Maybe you should be a dominatrix. Oh, could you think I could? I don't know. It's not really in my beta doesn't, personality, doesn't, doesn't is it? doesn't seem like it would be for you. <laughs> no, no. I'll think about it. You I'll do that, yeah. Um, so, so, but we've got enough to be going on yeah, with. Yeah, of course, yeah. But the message here is yeah. you're making Annabelle angry. Yeah, furious. And she is going to go off at you next week. Yeah, you massive. are going to be in big trouble. Massive trouble. So watch out. This is from Charlie. 
Oh, that swimming pool story we had a few weeks ago, that has really triggered some memories, I've noticed. She says the swimming pool story invoked a memory I wish I could suppress. A bit of background. I love swimming. I was one of those babies thrown in the water by their father, aged three months, thankfully <laughs> with my mum in the pool to catch me if I didn't learn quick. And I swam like a fish for years. Adulthood brought with it the trials of disability and chronic illness, but I did still try to go swimming when I could. However, I am, as a boyfriend so kindly put it, vertically challenged and horizontally approved. Read short and fat uh-huh. and rather unfit. The last time I swam was shortly before the pandemic. I had been absent from the pool for some months due to my health, so got rather hot and flustered after my half a kilometre swim. I was doing rather a good impression of a very red blob as I surfaced and headed for the disabled changing room, waddling along with my walking stick. Now, the changing room was okay in theory. Wet room shower, grab rails, adult changing bed, etc. But often needed rather more maintenance than it got. As I was so very warm and it was summer, I had a cold shower. But as I was hurriedly getting dressed, I could faintly hear an alarm going off somewhere. I hurried myself a bit more, waddled out and went to leave and was accosted on my way out. Were you using the disabled changing room? They asked. Yes, I say. Were you smoking in there or having a very hot shower? No. Well, the the sensors were triggered either by smoke or steam and it's automatically called the fire brigade. My cold shower and overexerted body combination had caused so much steam, so much steam that a fire engine was called. (laughs) Key to me probably turning back to my previous shade of red, confirming that it was not my fault and having to walk past said fire appliance complete with firefighters, apologising profusely as I go before I could get to my van and quietly die inside. I haven't been back since, not just there, but to any pool. (laughs) I think drifters and the emergency services <laughs> yes. is a good combination. Isn't it? Yeah, any more on that would be great. Yeah, definitely. Also, I, th- I think it's slightly unfair that, okay, I think you, you, you're breaking the rule if you're smoking in the shower. Mm. Is there a rule about having the shower turned up too hot? Well, I guess if it's so steamy that the fire brigade come. But, but the shower seem... shouldn't be able to go yes. that hot. That's not your problem. I agree with you. Yeah. I totally agree. Okay, let's go on. But to... I love... So it's it's light, it's almost volcanic, the cold water mm. touching your skin. Your hot body. Yeah. Yeah. Like being in a hot spring. Sizzling, yeah. yes. Moraine says, I was temporarily without a car. And so the best solution I didn't mean hot springs, I meant sauna. Oh, okay. It's more like when you pull the cold pull the water on the coals of a yes, sauna. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Just what it's been just in case people are thinking, what does he mean, hot springs? What's he talking about? Yeah. I was temporarily without a car. Who is this? Moraine. Oh right. And so the best solution for the weekly big shop was to get a delivery. So I book a delivery slot for a Tuesday evening. Tuesday rolls around. I've stayed late in work to finish off a few bits before jumping on the bus home, get off at my stop, pulling my coat, hat and scarf around me to keep me from the cold and head for home. I turn into my road and what do I see but the Tesco delivery van pulling up outside my house. I had completely forgotten. The panic starts. The delivery driver is going to ring the doorbell as I'm walking up to the door behind him. We'll have to have some banter at it. What would I say? The thought is excruciating. But as I get to outside my house, I see the driver get out of the van and stand on the far side of the van with the van between him and the footpath and starts looking at a piece of paper. This is my chance. I managed to slip spy-like past the van (laughs) and into my front door without the delivery driver seeing me. Success! 
The doorbell rings and I even wait a minute before answering to give the impression that I'm busy doing things and not right behind the door waiting for this. Hello, I say brightly as I open the door. The driver looks a bit perplexed, but people often do that when I talk, so I ignore that. Thanks to Annabelle, I know exactly what to do in this situation. Is it okay if I take the crates into the kitchen to upload them? Unload them? Uh, yeah, no worries, says the driver, still a bit wary. We finish the exchange of groceries and crates, and as I'm thanking the driver and about to close the door, he finally smiles. Bit cold today, isn't it? Oh, yes, I agree. Glad to have reached some safe territory. But sure, the evenings will be getting longer now. I babble on and finally close the door. As I turn around, I catch myself in the hall mirror. I'm still wearing my coat, hat and scarf. Like this is what I just wear (laughs) when I'm in my house. I'm probably going on this delivery driver's list of vulnerable old dears. (laughs) Or maybe I'll put a star beside my name and the driver they like the least will be made to deliver to my house next time. Oh, well, I guess I'll just walk to the shops from now on. I hope they do have a list of vulnerable old dears. <laughs> it's called that. Yeah, I hope it's called that too. Yeah. Uh, please j- join in with us. Uh, delivery interactions, interactions with the emergency services and just drifting through life. We've not had anything yet on um, OAP drifters, drifters in the family. Oh, yeah. Yeah, your yeah, elderly yeah, relative yeah, drifters. Yeah, 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 I yeah. wanted something on that. Yeah. Not yet. Um, have you done your family tree and found evidence of a drifter <laughs> yeah. in there? Yeah. A historical drifter. Oh, that'd be good. Yeah. Uh, the email address is hello at adriftpodcast.com. What are you uh, what are you thinking for your substack this week, Annabelle? Oh, I know what it's gonna be. It's gonna be about why I hate surprises. Mm. Mm. You like a surprise? No, you do. You do, or you don't like a surprise. I think you do, and you don't like a surprise. Am I yeah, right? Yeah, I think that's exactly right. Yeah. I think I think I want the here's what I want: mm. the exact right surprise. Mm, mm. Yeah. What I don't want is any kind of surprise party. Well, your ex-girlfriend used to give you a surprise birthday party every single year, and also when I was younger, I was a bit more open to that kind of thing. But yes. I, the, the, I often thought, like, does he, is he not, does he not really think of, because it was every year I thought, will this be the year where he thinks, oh, yeah, I'm going to have it. She was very it. devious in the was way she would plan she? them because she, she was somebody with a real sense of occasion. Mm. But um, a, a, a part of me would think, oh, God, I really hope I don't have to have a surprise party mm, this year. Because mm, mm. it's just a, the, the effort of being surprised. Like, I feel that what you have to summon at the moment of being surprised it's so much effort and exertion that I just then want to go to bed. It can be exhausting. Yeah. The moment of the surprise. It's too big for me. Yes, yes. I don't like a big moment. There's a lot going on. So so part of this is I had a surprise party once. So I'll be writing about that in my sub stack and all the thoughts that were going through my mind mm. in that moment. It's that moment when you realise it's a surprise and I find it really hard. It's like I've got faulty gears and I find it really hard to go into the gear required yes yes it's very difficult for me to adapt yes. to something new yes so yes and i'm going to be talking about that and i've been reading up and stuff about the brain and stuff yeah i'm like a neuroscientist there's <laughs> so a bit of that in it as well annabelleport.substack.com all right do we have another way in which you are not a fully functioning adult yeah i'm going to start with two questions first one is how long do you think it's acceptable to live with a deking with a deking with a leaking dishwasher and what's the longest you think anybody has ever lived with a leaking dishwasher? 
Okay, and I need to know about the, the the size of the leak is significant. Okay, so I mean, I am talking about myself, obviously. Mm. And so what I do is I put a tea towel down. And by the time, don't look at me like that. By the time the cyclists finish, I would just... <laughs> Describe it as sodden. <laughs> I was going to say sopping. It needs to go on the radiator. Sometimes it's better than others. Sometimes it's, it's like it's like the dog's done a wee on it. Sometimes it's sopping. So best case scenario is the wee, wee scenario. Worst case scenario is sopping. Yeah. How long do you think is acceptable to live like that? Well, there are a lot of factors, aren't there? Mm, mm. But I, I could, you know, I could, you let stuff slide, don't you? This is the thing. You're either a person who lets stuff slide or you're not. And I am. I am too, yeah. but my wife isn't. Oh. But that being said, we've got a dishwasher that is supposed to be, you know, you either have them where they're shiny and they, they, you can see that it's a dishwasher or you have them where it's supposed to be part of your unit. Yes, yeah. yeah. We have it as part of our units mm-hmm. and we switch dishwashers definitely Mm pre-pandemic it might have been two three years pre-pandemic yeah we've lived here 10 years Mm -hmm. and um there is a piece of wood that has been painted waiting for someone to come around and attach it to the dishwasher oh you've actually got the door but it just hasn't been put on yet yeah 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 i mean this sounds very much my territory yeah 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 um having to put down a wet rag Put down a rag that then becomes sopping mm. wet or mm-hmm. wee wee wet. Um, I don't. I, I, I think I don't think I could see a year out of that. Okay, okay. I think if maybe maybe I'd do. So. Depends how annoyed I get. Get mm-hmm. because I can just not notice things for a long, long time. So the other day, I heard Sarah say to her friend who was around in the kitchen that all our red and wine white wine glasses were broken. Oh. Like and um and now we've Party got a drink out of. <laughs> I think it's because she's rubbish at loading the dishwasher. Right. But um, so 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 now if she has wine, she has to drink it out of a champagne flute. Right, right. And I was really livid about that. That that has been let slide in that way. Uh, okay. And straight away, I went and ordered new wine glasses, oh, okay. even though I don't drink wine. Okay, okay. Because to me, that is 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 a depressing decline. It's also a much easier solution. Than having to like find someone to come. Yes, to. Yeah, yes, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the thing, isn't it? So, so that bathroom up here in the we've got a bathroom in the in the attic up here. Mm. It has an intermittent terrible smell. Yeah. So sometimes it doesn't yeah. smell. Mm. Sometimes it smells a bit bad. Sometimes it's one of the worst things you've ever smelled, and it's it's not the smell you're thinking of. No, it's really its own thing. It really is. Yeah, yeah. And um, and that has been like that pretty much since we moved in. Oh, right, ten years. Yeah. Yeah. But the amount of money that it would cost to fix it okay. is because I think oh they're going to have to smash a wall and Oof. this Oof. is thousands of pounds. I feel Ill just thinking about it, and it doesn't feel like a fun thing to spend thousands of pounds no. on, even if I had thousands of pounds. No, no. Um, so the dishwasher leaking that does fit. His thing, I feel like you could watch a YouTube video and fix that. I've tried. I've tried. Okay. Yeah, I have tried. Then, then I think. What I don't think is that's that's not one of those plumbing things that's going to spiral out of control. Right. right. We have stuff like that that's happen. Thing, yeah. It's like a visit from a plumber and possibly a part, but not an expensive one. Mm-mm-mm. I'm very not very certain of this, aren't I? Yeah, yeah. You seem to know a lot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> I'm impressed. Um, so, yeah, I'd, I'd, maybe I wouldn't live six months with it. Like okay. That. Well, I'd say that I'm coming up to a year now. Okay. And it's got to the stage where it's got its own special allotted tea towel. It's the dishwasher leak tea towel now. That's nice. And I do worry that it's going to feel... Can we put a picture of that on social media? Oh, If yeah. we did a live show, you should maybe bring it with I could you. Bring it. Oh, it's very, it's very unattractive. Yeah, I'm sure. I, I do worry that the dishwasher, when it's fixed, this tea towel is certainly not going to go back into regular circulation because it's spent too much of its life on the floor. I can't get that taint out of my head but it's been washed yeah isn't like every time no. you wash it it's a reboot no for me it's tainted. no but it, i know it isn't it's tainted but it shouldn't be it shouldn't be i know it's wrong but it yeah so i thought I'm, what i'll do is i'll save it for when the washing machine starts to leak and continues to do for several years now i have to confess that that is not the only issue of the dishwasher sometime in the last six to eight months it started moving itself forward and i'm trying I, to escape <laughs> I'm very confused as to how it's happened because it's like a built-in. It's a what do you call it? Integrated. Integra- it's an integrated dishwasher, and it's like it's become sentient and it's very gradually trying to leave and find a house where somebody will fix it. <laughs> so it's kind of edging itself forward somehow, and there is a consequence to this. Do you know what I mean when I say kickboard? I yes, yeah. yes, I do. Yeah. It's that plank of wood that covers up the bit between the bottom of the base unit cupboards and the floor. Yeah, it's bigger than a skirting board. Yes, but yeah, it's, yeah. It's, yeah. I'm not sure why it's called kickboards. You know, who's kicking them? Suggests that kitchen manufacturers think everyone has no depth perception. <laughs> and they're all just walking into their base cupboards and kicking them. I've never kicked a kickboard. One thing I will say about them, never, ever look behind them. Ever. As having caught a glimpse, which I very quickly looked away from, I think that hell lies beneath my cupboards. <laughs> like the hell isn't full of fire, but some unspeakable brown stuff. <laughs> I'm full of fear that when I die, my soul will leave my body and it will sort of slightly gently drift upwards. And then St. Peter, whoever, will appear and say, ah, ah, back down. Your soul is going right behind there and points to my kitchen <laughs> Anyway. I was moving on to the consequence of the dishwasher, which is edged forwards, which is that you can't you can't fully open the dishwasher door without making it make the kickboard drop down. Right. The door catches on it yep. and forces it down, which yes. obviously is horrendous for me. I had to put it back up with my eyes closed. <laughs> so I've developed a technique where when I open the dishwasher door, I place my foot at the same time on the kickboard and then force the dishwasher door down <laughs> over it. Now, I'll be honest, it is causing some wear and tear issues with the dishwasher door, but this is preferable to the kickboard being down. One huge difference between me and Tom, and there are many, if the kickboard falls down when he's in the kitchen and cooking, he just carries on cooking with it down and in the way and releasing all those tortured souls. Yeah, I would do that. Oh, I find this very, 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 very hard to cope Mm. with. I do wonder how normal all of this is. Like, it's probably not very normal at all. And it did make me think, you know how we have a census in the UK every 10 years that covers stuff like ethnicity, sexual orientation and religion? How about we have another one where the no- it's a normal census to find out what behaviour is the norm? It'd be like the questions, something like, yes. do you have your TV volume on an even number? Do you have yes. to have it like that? Do you have to buy the first avocado you pick up, even if it's not right because you don't want to hurt its feelings? And how long could you last with a leaking dishwasher? This would be so <laughs> much more interesting. <laughs> Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. 
Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Now you did me a great kindness last week, Annabelle. Mm. You came and picked me up from a procedure. Oh, yeah, you had to go to hospital, didn't you? I did, yes. Um, you, you may remember, I'm talking to them, not you. Mm. Um, you. You may remember that I was in uh, a, a terrible bike accident where all of a sudden a lamppost appeared out of nowhere and I cycled into it at mm. speed yeah. and um, broke bits of my hand and finger. And this, this has been rumbling on now. I had surgery and then I had to go for another procedure the other day where basically they they put me under they couldn't make their mind up whether it's going to be a general anesthetic or very heavy sedation mm-hmm. um and then manipulated it basically forced it into positions it won't go in oh. of its own volition or i can't force it into because i'm too sensitive okay we've got too low a pain threshold so that's that's what i was going and having done and you're just not you're not allowed they're, they're really um Insistent that someone comes and picks you up from the hospital. Yes, I know. Yeah, very, they're very insistent. You're supposed to stay with them as well, aren't you? Not supposed to be on your own and stuff. Yes, mm. yes. Um, it's it's weird because they were really insistent that somebody would come and pick me up, but they wouldn't give me even a vague window of time in which that might happen. <laughs> Slightly inconvenient. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, my friend has got a kid and a life. <laughs> Well, and um, sort of, sort of. I've definitely got a kid. Yeah, maybe if I could just give her a two-hour window. Um, so anyway, so, so I went to hospital on on my own, mm. like a big boy. Mm, well done. Um, and I had to get there really early in the morning. I had to get there before seven, so it's still dark, and I didn't really know where I was going. It was the whole, whole this whole thing, and uh, I got there, and they said, "Oh, we got a bed ready for you," and they gave me. One of those nice robes to change into and some frilly knickers. Not frilly like saucy lingerie. I mean, right. you know the ones. I mean, like yeah. a hairnet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not convinced that it's not just a hairnet with holes in it. <laughs> same company sending them out in two yeah. different directions. You, you know, usually you can you can tell what's the front and what's the back. Mm. Not with these things. Mm. Um. Anyways, so I put that butt on, put my gown on, which I can never tie it. How people are able to tie... Oh, behind them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's difficult. Really. Um, but I get it all on, and then I lie on the bed. And because I'm not used to being up at that time of day, because I am a glassback who likes to lie in, mm. I, I, I fall back asleep again. Oh, that's nice. Waiting for the anaesthetist mm. to come around and have a chat to me. Now, eventually this happens. But while I've been asleep... Mm. A physical change occurs in my body. Oh, good God. Which... Let me just look away. I think often <laughs> happens to men. Yeah. I mean, not all men of my age. I mm. don't like to boast. Often happens to men at that time of day. Right. You know, your usual waking time. Mm. So I'm, I'm woken up by this uh, anaesthetist, a handsome young man. Oh. And... It's not like being in your own bed where you've got a duvet over you. Right, right. Um, I'm, I'm wearing one of those gowns and then they've given me a sheet. Oh, It's not no. even a blanket, it's a sheet. Oh, God, this is awful. And I have to have a conversation about whether I want general or I want sedating, what we think is going to work best. Um, but I'm very aware 
that this uh, this this uh, this matter has arisen. Mm. <laughs> and what I've got no idea mm. is he aware. Now, having just bragged about my abilities to uh, to function in that way, mm. you know, I, I wouldn't be so boastful about it. Him noticing being an inevitability. Okay, okay. I think it could easily go unnoticed. Okay, okay. Did you notice any glances? Did he glance in that direction? No, but I, th- I think I was trying to avoid eye contact. Oh, God. I wish I got a puppet with me that I could just, like, distract him with or something. <laughs> Why didn't you think to bring that in with you? Yeah. <laughs> How common do you think that is? It must be very common, right? I don't know. How many people are falling asleep before an operation? I don't know. But what else are you going to do? I was sort of impressed by that. I can fall asleep anyway. It's one of my superpowers. Yeah, I don't have that power. Apart from when my anxiety is flaring. Right, right. But uh, it wasn't. The one, one of the times, few times, that I had a medical procedure and yes. I had to go under anaesthetic. I Same thing, I had to be in hospital. You had the same thing? No. <laughs> Less visible. Right. No, I had to be there very, very early. Um, and this is like before children. So like I had to be there at like six or something. So that just felt like I had to get up at half four. Felt like, you know, mm. middle of the night. I was very, very tired. And I there was no way I was falling back asleep again. From about nine o'clock onwards, um, there was a succession of people coming in the room asking me exactly the same questions from a list. Like sort of 10 questions from a list. And by the fourth person, I was thinking, you've already asked me this like four times. I have to go this again. And then the anaesthetist came in and started asking me exactly the same questions again, to which I finally said... I have actually already answered these. And he angrily said, well, I'm the only one that matters, so you have to answer them to me. Well, I'm and on I his thought, side. I thought, oh, my God, I've annoyed the anaesthetist. I can't believe the, those angels who, who we all stood out and clapped for. I don't. You're giving I them said, short shrift. Can I tell you, I said it nicely. I said, I thought I was saving him time. Like, I've already, oh, just I so see. no, I see. I've already I done, see. in case you want to refer to my folder where mm. there are five different copies of these same, like, answers. Mm. It was so bad. And then when I went under, I thought, oh, he's probably going to kill me. Or, <laughs> you know, write something silly on my leg or something. Um, I did a, a nice arrow drawn on my arm. Oh, did you? Yeah. Not, not as a joke. They needed to to show it. No, just to show which arm it was. Oh, in case they did the wrong one. Yes. Which I'm surprised that is a possibility. Yeah. But yeah, it's good. To, good to uh, um, be, be belt and braces these careful. things, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And um, this time, the last time I had uh, anaesthetic or sedation, I got. I was allowed to pick a song to drift off to. Oh, lovely! But not this time. I was quite disappointed. Oh, I certainly never been asked that. No, that's lovely. Very civilized. Would you remember what song you picked? I do. What was it? I picked "Blackbird" by the Beatles. I knew you were going to say that. Yeah. Maybe you told me before. Yeah, but um, yeah, I didn't didn't get that option this time. What do they do? Count backwards. They didn't. Do you know? I've I've got very because uh, I'm a real wuss about having a needle in. Mm. So I would have been acting up about the needle. Oh. In a self-effacing way, mm. it wouldn't have been difficult. I'm really sorry. I'm very needle phobic. I'm very anxious. I'm going to have to do my breathing. I'm going to have to, oh, and, really, and, really. and then once it, whatever it was, started. Because I'm, I'm very easily sedated. Is the truth about uh, me? Okay. Um, I'm not very easily stimulated. So if I have a lot of coffee, mm. it, it almost has no effect on me. Right. But if um, I have something even slightly sedative, it uh. knocks me out. 
Well, let me tell you, whatever you went through, however bad it was, it was nowhere near the devastation I felt when I came to pick you up and discovered that you were completely compass <laughs> and you weren't all kind of woozy and saying weird stuff. Oh, no. God, I was so disappointed. I'm so sorry. Oh. I really hoped you would have that experience oh. of me saying weird things as I came around from yeah. the sedation, but sadly not. Maybe next time. Yeah, I hope so. Quandary Corner here at the Glap Clinic in Problematic. First one is from Sarah, who writes, I have a friend who is very dear, generous and kind. We tend to meet up at my home when we see one another every couple of months or so. She was always very complimentary about the house, festive decorations when they're up and so on, which is obviously fine. However, she also invariably goes on to describe our taste as, and I can barely type this as I've come to dislike this word so much, quirky. There is nothing particularly quirky about our home. No rugs made from extinct species. No artwork from Victorian (laughs) explorer botanist. botanist. Nothing hanging upside down from the ceiling. Just modern, mostly Scandi style furniture. Ordinary house plants, books, etc. I cringe inside whenever I hear the dreaded word and struggle to keep a neutral face before blurting out a feeble thank you whilst feeling then like a terrible person. Suggestions very welcome on how I can make this stop. Oh, this is this is really. Uh, Firstly, it's interesting mm. because when you said, "I'm going to be honest with you here, mm. Sarah," isn't it? Mm-hmm. I'm going to be honest with you here, Sarah. When you said, "I wouldn't describe our taste as, t- as quirky," I thought, "Bet it is." Oh, yeah, and but then when you described it, it sounded it's, quite yeah, standard. yeah, yeah. It's, it's very nice and tasteful. What's weird is this person is feeling the need to comment every time on the. That's a bit yes, weird, it is, isn't it? Isn't it? it might isn't be the first weird. time. I mean, generally, I think the rule with quirky mm. is if you have an awareness that you are being quirky, something is off. Quirkiness should only ever be something that I don't think you could. If you're trying to be quirky, oh, you can't force quirky. No, I think oh. the, the quirkiness is some, something. So if you thought I want to do my house kind of like in a quirky style, mm. that would be terrible. But if you just happen to be a little bit eccentric and that's how it manifested, that's fine. Yeah, it's the same as your personality. Mm. You don't you don't want to contrive a quirky personality. No, but people might think you're quirky. You you might feel completely normal to you. But but this doesn't seem to be what's going on with no, Sarah because no. the description of the mainly Scandi, yes. tasteful, quite minimalist, modern house. So I'm getting normal vibes. What is the friend's name again? Doesn't say. Yeah. We need to know about the friend's house. Mm. Because what... Like maybe her house is really quirky or his house. Mm. Like maybe it's got... Um, like a zebra for a door, zebra, zebra for a door knocker, <laughs> and um, eels hanging from the ceiling. Yeah, I don't think I know. And, uh, well, I think um, they're being sarcastic. A grotto, it's quirky, and a miniature golf course. Right. I don't. I don't. No, no, no. What I mean is, mm. so that seems normal to them, right? And then your house seems oh. quirky. No, that's not what's going on. No? No, I'm sure of it. I feel like they need to know what quirky means. This is the issue here. Oh, do you think it's just one of these where... They're not quite... They don't know the meaning of the word quirky. Maybe. Maybe they think quirky means stylish. Uh, really? Maybe. Could you get those two words mixed up? Quirky, stylish. So... Quirky, a bit different. There are certain words. Like if someone says, oh, you're so different... Mm. It's never not loaded. 
No. And I think quirky's a bit like that, isn't it? Do you think she's actually insulting her house then a little bit? Maybe so she doesn't like it. It's her you way of house. saying, I don't like she's it. She's negging you. She's negging you. Maybe it's time to ditch this friend who's very dear, generous, and kind. Maybe their true side is coming out. In Why don't you get something quirky? Yes. Why don't you get a quirky item or even borrow one? from someone and, and put it up for the next time she comes around and see if she remarks on it as being quirky. Then you can get a base level of what her perception of quirkiness is. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. what could that item be? Mm, what would be quirky? Something hanging from the ceiling would definitely be quirky. Mm-hmm. What about one of those those um, ropes that you used to have in the like gyms at school? One of those hanging the from apparatus. the ceiling. Yeah, some apparatus, yeah. Yeah. Or maybe, yeah, the horse. Mm. But that as like, but with sort of flower garlands around it and tea lights. That's quirky. The whole thing is peculiar, though. Why is she saying it every time she oh, comes around? Oh, that's what I said. It's weird. Yeah. Something's going on. Something is going on. Yeah. I wonder if she's quite driftery and doesn't know what to say and then just blurts uh, that out. Oh, I've got it then. When soon as, soon as you open the door to her, pass her some conversation cards. <laughs> then she know what to say. Or just distract her, constantly fire questions at her so she hasn't got... I think she says it in an awkward moment, doesn't she? Because mm. the sort of thing you would say in an awkward moment if you're saying it again and again. I think we finally, we've got it. Why don't you go to Ikea with her and see if she says, this place is so quirky. <laughs> yes! <laughs> yeah, yeah. The answer is there somewhere. Yes. Mm. Okay. Is that the first one? That was the first one. Yeah. Right. Here's the second Doesn't one. feel like it, does it? No. <laughs> this is from Joseph. I have a quandary for you. Recently, my seven-year-old son, Gabriel, was invited to a bowling party. Whenever we've taken him to birthday parties in the past, Liz, my wife, or I have stayed with him. He has some slight emotional difficulties, so we generally don't like to leave him on his own. This time, however, he wanted to go himself. So we asked the mum and she said it would be okay to leave him as there were plenty of parents staying. I took him along and saw four of the mums that we're friends with and they all said they'd look after him and they all had Liz's number if anything went wrong. He was in a group of two lanes with 10 children bowling and lunch was provided. So once he'd settled, I said goodbye, went off to meet Liz and our younger son to sit in a cafe for a bit and do some shopping. When I went to pick him up, one of the four mums told me Gabriel was all right, but there had been a bit of an incident with a slushie. When he finished his turn bowling, he saw me and he became a bit upset and said he wanted a slushie. It was the end of the session and Liz was on the way in the car and I knew she had a milkshake for him, but he kept on insisting he really wanted a slushie and everyone else had one. I looked around and there were five slushy cups sitting around and several cups of Coke. One of the other four mums that had said she would look after Gabriel said sorry that she'd started all of this when she'd bought her son one. I did my best to placate Gabriel, but he was locked in and for the rest of the day, he would get a bit upset saying he wanted a slushie. On the way home, I asked him if he'd have a Coke instead and he said no. When I asked what he'd had to drink, he said he hadn't had anything. Now, obviously as a drifter, I've said nothing, just quietly fumed about it and made the odd comment to Liz. My quandary is this, should I have said something at the beginning? Having never dropped Gabriel off at a party, what should the etiquette have been? Should I have left some money for him? Or when the mum said they would look after him, should I have mentioned that if they got their kids anything extra to get one for Gabriel and I'd give them money after? In the past, when we've looked after other people's children at parties, if we get something for our children, we would also get something for the other child. Yeah. So I didn't think I needed to do anything extra. What should I have done? I feel this is, uh, I feel this is more your purview than mine. 
I know we both have a child. Yes. (laughs) But I think um, you have a more sociable child. (laughs) Well, it's very clear to me that this isn't your problem, Joseph. No. This is the parents' problem. You were in the right. You shouldn't even be writing in. They should be writing in saying, I made a terrible mistake at a party. Yes. I bought my kid a slushie. And even though I was looking after the other kid, I didn't get them one. Yeah. If I'm looking after someone else's kid, even keeping an eye on them, and they want something, you just get them one as well, right? Yes. Or I might ring the parents and say, is it okay if I give them a slushie? Maybe they don't want them to have a slushie. Yeah, 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 yeah. He does also say, uh, sorry for making you say the word slushie so much. And I, <laughs> and I do feel like I said slushie more than I've ever said in my life. A slushie used to, it was one of those things that used to seem so exciting. Oh, I think it still is to kids. It is to my son because I won't let him have one. <laughs> oh, they're great. You, you, you can get them because I think they just always used to be blue or brown, yes, right? Yes, yes, yes. Maybe red. Very lurid. But, but, Green, but, maybe. But, no, but now you can get like layers because they've got all the different colours. Oh, so you can make a God. rainbow slushy. Really? Yeah, it's fine. Oh, you're more of a slushy expert than me. It's cause of, and, and do you know what? Gene saw a slushy years ago. Mm. And really wanted it. And he got this slushy, and I let him have like the biggest, most rainbow coloured slushy you can imagine. And I don't think he's ever wanted one since. Oh, good idea. Yeah. yeah. It's like that thing when, when you give a kid a cigarette and they choke and they don't ever want one ever again. Yes, he was exactly the same with the cigarettes. <laughs> Not that I recommend yeah. that, obviously. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> I suppose this, the slight difficulty with this is what if, and it seems unlikely because. Th- you thought there'd be somebody there who was like good for the cost of a slushy until you got back. Mm. But is it possible that everyone was so broke they couldn't afford a slushy? Then slush? don't get your own kid a slushy. That would be the rule. If you can't yeah. get one for everyone, don't get one for anyone. Yep. Mm. I think everybody who was at that party should have their children impounded by yeah. social services. Yep. And you're doing exactly the right thing, which yes. is by silently fuming. Yes. You yes. are in the right in every single way. Great guy. Yeah. <laughs> And that was our podcast. I think it was slushy now. And me too, yeah. <laughs> Just syrup and ice, isn't it? Yeah. Um, do you remember there was some kind of slushy, homemade slushy toy you could get that I never had? Like some kind of slushy factory slush puppy? Yeah, like, was it a snowman? Yeah. Oh, I wanted that so oh, I want it badly. now. Why has nobody ever bought me one of those? Oh, that and the soda stream. Yeah. Well, My we... life would have been so much better with those two things. Oh, we had a soda stream. Did you? Yeah, I think they've come on. I think it used to be quite easy to make the glass bottles explode. Uh, okay, well, that, anything that doesn't do that now has yes, come on. Yeah, say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, not not having broken glass everywhere has come on in leaps and bounds. Yeah, yeah. Health and safety gone mad, I call mm-hmm. it. Anyway. Um, you remember when we fizzed like wide in a soda stream and it tasted like champagne? Yeah. That's enough to make me buy one. Yeah, that's the that's the big con of champagne, isn't mm-hmm. it? Just fizzy wines. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, thanks to Man in the Echo for the backing music and to Emily Harrison for the incidental music. Carla Gowlett took our photos. Kim Rainey made our artwork you know what you're not getting this week a podication because there wasn't one nope it's fine you have it your way we don't mind fine but this is this is your doing (laughs) and uh, if you think at a drift live show is something you go to Mm. and uh, once again like looking at maybe the 18th of February but that's uh, that's that's just a starting 
opening gambit, then let us know. The email address is hello at adriftpodcast.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's stamps.com, code PROGRAM.